Welcome to Experiencing the Truth. Uh, This is episode 20, and the title is No Offense. I'm here uh, with Pastor Taylor, and uh, obviously I'm the one hosting as always. Uh, My name is Alex Preston, and we are going to be talking about... um, offense and how it really has been impacting our culture uh, lately in every area, whether that be uh, politics or our faith. It's really uh, become about my feelings and my truth and not really right or wrong, but more so how I feel. So we're going to look at uh, today's culture, how it's impacted uh, our thinking, uh, what God has to say about it, and ultimately how do we become participants in Christ and and Christ being humiliated and mocked as he lived here on earth. How did he deal with offense? If you're breathing, if you're listening right now, you've dealt with some kind of offense. Yes. You know, Um, I had a conversation last night. I had a conversation this morning. Both were robust dialogues, as I would say, in both, I could have taken and been offended. Everyone, it's without a doubt, has a chance uh, to be offended. Yeah. And, and it's the day and age we live in. Uh, we were talking about before this that, um, you know, it's, it's like offense has become like a constitutional right. Yeah, <laughs> for real. It used to be like if I was offended, you know, I was, I was weak in character and morality, but now yeah. it's like, no, I'm yeah, I should be offended, and it doesn't right have it. a it doesn't have an age no. range. No, isn't that interesting, right? Yeah. Oh, you know those those Gen Zers are always offended. No, it's no, it's Gen Z, it's millennial, it's boomers, it's everybody has something. I heard it one time uh, that it's like, um, oh, what's that game? That game with the. The dude, the dude with the red you nose, sound like a boomer. That, that dude with the red nose, and uh, operation. Oh, operation. Operation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where you take the you take the tweezers and you have to take <laughs> out the bone. Why are you living in? This is real. Yeah. And and you know in zip. When you when you hit the wrong part, have you played that game? Yeah, <laughs> this, that this game is really is? funny. You try to describe it, <laughs> and and basically, it's like yeah. everybody has some kind of spot or something that they get offended with. Yeah, and and not only that, does everyone have something to get offended with? But it's also it's 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 very relevant in this day and age where, you know, I'm. I'm choosing to take up offense or, of, over something, and I'm hmm. celebrated for it. Yeah. I'm celebrated true. for it, right? Um, there's a story you were telling me um, that really encapsulates this whole idea of, you know, that my offense is a constitutional right, and it had to do with uh, an organization called PETA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And so uh, I was reading, uh, there's two articles mm-hmm. um, that, and, and if you, you affiliate with these organizations, that's fine. And, and you do this, that's totally fine. But I just thought it was interesting um, how offense was coming out and it was becoming, wow, this is, this is real. Is, yeah. um, so two, two things, vegans, and if you're vegan, God bless you. That's, that's your prerogative. That's fine. Don't be offended. Uh, but there are people, yeah, right. Don't be, no offense. Um, there are people that, uh, are going to uh, Senate and House of Congress, and they're they're trying to get these phrases taken out of society because they're offended by them, right? So there's some vegans right now that they're lobbying to change phrases to be a little more health conscious, right? Wow. So um, you're familiar with the phrase "bring home the bacon." Yes. Yeah. Use People it are offended basis. by that. Wow. People are offended by that, so they want they want it to become "bring home the broccoli." Oh. Because bringing home the bacon offends me because I, I don't eat bacon. Oh, and because I don't eat bacon, it offends me. It should be that changed. You would say I that, yes. Yeah. PETA even, uh, you know, they're offended by animal cruelty in our mm-hmm. language, so they're trying to change. This is real. It's these are real stories. Mm-hmm. They're trying to change beating a dead horse which I've said a bunch of times, <laughs> or shooting two birds with one stone, right? I got yeah. two things, yeah, into, and, and I don't know what the dead horse one is, but they're trying to change the two birds, one stone, into feed two birds with one stone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
because they're offended yeah. and and they're so offended i even was reading the rest of the article um it, they're so offended by people who who would choose to um eat meat and 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 all these kinds of things and 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 you know slaughter animals that they they go to steakhouses and and they put a speaker down on the ground and they stand on the speaker yelling at people who are going into the steakhouse who are going to eat eat meat and playing loud noises of cows getting slaughtered oh as people goodness. walk in and they get arrested for it that's wow. how offended they are about other people choosing to go and eat meat and they're saying i i'm so offended by what you're doing yeah, it's so interesting um kind of how it's it's all shifted like victimhood like you said has gone viral and like you know ironically like we we're fighting uh you know offense with offense by man i i don't know but like if if i heard that i'm just thinking about i totally disassociate like that i'm even eating a cow i'm like looking oh that's such a a cute animal. You see him on the farm and everything, and I totally just disassociate. I'm totally off on a tangent. But well, that's because so somebody somebody that was a value to them, mm -hmm. and because it's not a value to you, I'm offended because yeah. it's not a value to you. Exactly. And because you choose to live that way and do that, I have an offense towards you because of that. Yeah, I think there's a difference, you know. Well, people say, like, right now, especially with truth and everything, I've heard people say, like, well, bro— like, stop bringing, like, we've talked about it last week, like, stop bringing religion into this, or not everybody's a Christian, so why are you forcing down values, like, down our throat? And it's, like, funny, because I'm like, well, culture right now, more than, like, any other time, I feel like, I'm not, I'm not very old, but it seems like if it's important to them, or, you know, their agenda, or culture's agenda, it needs to become you know, mm -hmm. my priority, like yeah. there's no longer, and you're a bigot if you say otherwise right yeah. now, like people just will label you mm -hmm. and stigmatize you with a negative connotation. If you mm -hmm. stand for what you believe, I think there's a difference between, uh, you know, being inclusive, uh, than compromising, uh, what you believe in and the principles that you stand yeah. for. And there's a lot of people, especially mm -hmm. people within the church, getting those two confused, being inclusive, yeah. loving uh, those outside of the church. Uh, you can do that without compromising the truth and yeah. what, you know, we stand for. Yeah. And, and reality is it's, it's, you know, you can have your truth until it opposes mine. Exactly. Is essentially what it is, is you can, exactly. you can, that can be your truth. I have my truth, but in, until your truth comes up against mine, then I'm offended. Then mm. there's offense, right? And, yeah. and people operate out of offense. They operate out of this. I mean, look at, you just got to be on social media for like 10 oh seconds goodness. to realize how much of, I've, I've actually sort of gotten sick of it, of just like mm. scrolling through social media and everything is, is is me against you because your belief thought is different than mine yeah. and because you're hurting me right and and it's real though cuz we we live in a world in a day and age of broken people number 1 yeah. and and we're all broken we're all sinful and so when sin entered the world so did offense yeah. so did hurt so did yeah. pain and so um there is a time where you will cause offense to me yeah Maybe. Yeah, and there is probably. a time where I probably won't ever cause offense to you, but it could happen in some circumstance or another. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's reality is, is you just, you just, you live in offense will come even, even in scripture. Uh, it's really interesting. Jesus says he talks about offense in Luke 17. And, hmm. and even when you look all across scripture, um, you know, when you talk about offense, you talk about forgiveness realize how often that is listed in scripture, like how often it's talked about forgiving an offense because Jesus knew God knew we would need that talk. So he said in Luke 17, uh, verses one, now we're going to be sitting here for a couple minutes and other scriptures, but, but he said this, then he said to the disciples, it is impossible. If Jesus says it's impossible, I believe him. Hmm. It is impossible that no offenses should come, Interesting. but woe to him through whom they do come. Interesting. It is impossible that no offense should come. Jesus said that. <laughs> and I think I believe yeah, him. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I trust uh, what he yeah. has to say about that. 
you you were saying um you were kind of giving me as you like were telling me that um you were you were giving me context uh, as far as like what the Greek translation was and the root of uh, offense. Do you want to explain yeah. that? Well, so the the word offense here uh, is the Greek word scandalon, mm-hmm. and basically um, when you take that, you know, there's there's layers to every scripture, right? Yeah. So you take a you take a word in Greek, and 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 one Greek word can can. Uh, almost basically mean five different things that that mean one thing, and so uh, this word scandalon literally it it shows a picture of of a trap, hmm. and um, it's like a trap that when the bait is placed and you step on that trap, it springs and it just sticks on you. Well, wow. and and it's the idea of of really being offended more than just offense, but but that uh, offense when you take the bait. It's, and, and John Bevere calls it the bait of Satan. When you take the bait of Satan, mm-hmm. it springs on you and be, you become offended. And wow. in Matthew 24, it talks a lot about um, all the, uh, uh, basically the end of the world times of, of being offended and the negative consequences, all that kind of stuff. But um, it, it's this idea that, you know, offense is an event and offense will always happen. But offended is a choice. Offended is a state of living that when I choose to pick up that offense, mm-hmm. you said something about me that you didn't even mean. You said something to me that you didn't even mean. Mm-hmm. But when I choose to take that offense and take it on because it is a choice, yeah, then I become offended. Yeah. That was one of the first uh, messages that I heard leaving like a really hurtful situation where I was you know, lied about. And, uh, it was, it was, you know, I don't need to get into that cause I'm not going to like air dirty laundry. Uh, but it just was a really like hurtful time where I could have had, you know, a lot. And I did, I really adopted hurt and I, I wore a lot of, um, offense because I had the right to, and mm-hmm. I did. Uh, and I remember when I came here, I wasn't, I, I just left this, this situation, uh, and I ended up, we ended up going to this church, uh, Bethel's Rock had never, you know, been there before. I ended up going because my parents had, um, uh, had asked me. And so I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll go. And, and it felt like for the first thing, cause I've been in the church forever, like, mm-hmm. like not mm-hmm. forever. I'm only 23, uh, but working in the Since church. You know, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And this was like the first time where I, I got to sit down and actually take in a word and worship yeah. and not have to worry about like awesome. the, you know, like the functions and systems. And I remember, uh, I still like remember that word because it changed a lot and helped me heal during that season. And it really gave me control mm-hmm. knowing that when the pastor said, which was Pastor James, said that you have the choice to be offended. And he's like, as a Christian, you have the choice to be offended. Mm-hmm. And I sat there and I'm thinking, I'm like, like that that is so true. Cause he's saying, well, if you know, if if no weapon formed against you yeah. shall prosper. And if God's ordered your steps and you're serving him, no matter what comes your mm-hmm. way, uh, it's going to work out even in, yeah. to the point of death, because, you know, even death is the gain because there's life yeah. after that. Yeah. You know, everything that the enemy, uh, he even he even went to use strong language as saying basically the enemy, like the devil is our slave. We, we put prop him up in such a position where he can take things from me. Mm-hmm. But the but God is so good and takes care of his kids that he uses the enemy, what yep. he meant for yep. evil. And it actually strengthens us like that. Mm-hmm. What's that song? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah, I don't know the perfect. rest of it, yeah. but it's so, it's so true. It's like, man, we wear a fence, but what if we really had that mentality yep. that God isn't just yep. some figure in the sky, but mm. actually is our advocate and will work out the mess of this mm-hmm. world and what man or, or Satan or the powers yeah. and principalities against us would try to take away. What if yeah. we actually believed that God is our defender and will work things out for our yeah. good? And even taking, so you're talking about the connection between offense and faith. Yeah. And that there yeah. is a connection, right? Oh, yeah, like for sure. Um, you know, offense isn't just a physical interaction, no. but my faith is involved. And, and yeah. it's so interesting because even, so he says that in verse one, right? Mm-hmm. It's impossible. No offense, you know, offenses will come. Yeah. And, and the disciples, they, they respond and they respond in such an intriguing way. Cause consider this in Luke 17, up until this point, the, the disciples have seen, they've seen Jesus calm storms. Mm-hmm. They've seen Jesus heal people. Yeah. They've seen Jesus do these mighty miracles. Mm-hmm. And this is what Jesus says in verse three. 
Take heed to yourselves. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day returns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. And the apostles, this is what they said to the Lord, increase our faith. Increase our faith. You would have thought this is the most simple thing for the apostles, oh, yeah. for, the, for, the, for them to get is, oh, yeah, like, I, I got to forgive my brother. I got to forgive him seven times 70 in a day. I, I just do. Mm-hmm. That, that basically mean that you offend me every three minutes as I forgive you seven <laughs> times. Like, like, and you know what they said? Increase our faith. We've seen you heal people. Mm-hmm. But I struggle to forgive my brother who causes offense towards me, who sins towards me. Yeah. So is that only excluded? That's an interesting point. Is that only excluded when you say, oh, I got to forgive my brother? Is it only excluded to the people that I love uh, mm. or the people that are close to me? Mm. Or does that also have to do with, you know, the people that are over me that don't treat me very well? Mm-hmm. Like what does scripture have to say about that? And that was that what he was talking about when mm-hmm. he said offense. Yeah. And, and again and again in scripture, what you see is um, people mm-hmm. in the Bible who, who, you know, they're treated, mistreated by a ruler yeah. and they choose to view their faith above their situation. Yeah. Their faith supersedes, it goes past mm-hmm. their hurt, their offense. Yeah. So they don't see the offense. Yeah. They see God, right? First wow. Peter three nine. Don't repay evil for evil. Don't mm-hmm. retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead pay them back with a blessing. This is what God has called you to do and he will grant you his blessing. So God consider this, right? Mm-hmm. You've given me evil and I don't repay you for evil. Mm-hmm. This is what God has called you to do, to be insulted, but not to insult back, wow. to not pay them back, but to pay them back with blessing. Mm-hmm. And he will grant you his blessing because that's what we've been called to do. And that's what we see again and again in scripture is men and, and women in scripture that they were, they were paid evil. Yeah. Oh man. And what did they Terrible pay back? Evil. But it was, it was servitude. It was faith, right? Like yeah. consider, um, Joseph. Yeah. He had his inheritance stripped from him, which mm-hmm. means he was going to inherit the land. He was, mm-hmm. he, he was going to have all this blessing, everything, and right? Sold into slavery. And sold in, that means for, for, forever, your kids, your family, wow. they had nothing. Yeah. What a crazy thought. But what did he do at the mm-hmm. end of the entire story, right? It's a long story. But oh, at the yeah. end of Joseph's story, he said, he told his brothers, and, and I'm, I'm trying to remember the scripture exactly, but he told his brothers, what you, in, you, know, what you intended for evil, God used for good. Mm-hmm. And it was the will of God. Yeah. Right? He recognized yeah. a greater, mm-hmm. he recognized, hey, you offended me. You caused offense, but God used it for good in my yeah. life. He recognized so the faith over the feelings, the faith over the situation. I think a lot of times we let our environment dictate our attitudes, but you know, you see in even Hebrews 11 and you go through the hall of faith with all, like all these different figures in the Bible and how they were written about because of their faith. What is Mm -hmm. faith? Believing in the things that aren't seen. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our God's kingdom is so upside down and doesn't make sense. And even Abraham was given this promise and why was he counted righteous? Uh, because he believed God and mm-hmm. took him at his word, even mm-hmm. though it wasn't seen. And even though mm-hmm. he had to be homeless for a period in time where it didn't seem like it made much sense. You even look at King David, yep. King David, yep. uh, a shepherd boy, anointed king at such a young age. Uh, and then had a terrible man over him named King Saul that would yep. be so crazy to throw spears at him. Mm-hmm that would then uh, eventually exile him. And King David is on the run for his life Mm -hmm. from this wicked king, even Mm -hmm. though that King David was anointed king to come, would not take the life of King Saul because he respected God too much. Did not take the will of God into his own hands. No, even though he was paid with evil. It's so And why didn't he do it? Because he trusted the will of God. Mm -hmm. 
because he said God has a greater plan and that God has mm-hmm. put that person over me, right? Yeah. So I trust. What an amazing I don't, thought. I don't serve that person because of them, right? Yeah, exactly. I don't serve my leader because it's because I serve God. Mm-hmm. I don't respect my leader it, because of that leader. I respect God. And right? I think that's why there's a lot of issues going on right now mm-hmm. because people have an authority problem. Mm-hmm. That submission yeah. is, is because we like the person, we submit to their rule. And luckily we live in a, and this is the thing too, there's a lot of, like American hate right now, but even the thought and the idea of us being able to protest in the streets uh, and not be arrested on site, like what's going on in Russia and these other like dictatorships that are happening, like with the Taliban or we can go out in the streets and protest like the rule. But I think we've taken that for Mm -hmm. granted Mm -hmm. and it's become, well, if I like the person, I'll listen to the law or I'm just going to come against the, but we have no idea what true oppression looks like. And we are blessed to be able to live in this, but I think we've become spoiled by it. And so we look at the authority over us and we um, detest it or it Mm -hmm. frustrates us or we take all responsibility on ourselves to do something and we place it on them and it's like they're the target and scapegoat. Well, even I know, yeah, right. And I even know something that's struggling now, um, you know, and I don't know for the same generation, we're close, right? Close. Uh, but uh, You're pretty whatever. Old. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty old. No offense. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm not, I'm not offended. I'm choosing not to be offended. Wow. Um, there you go. But how like, uh, we don't, you know, yeah, we don't understand the idea of oppression, but mm-hmm. we also don't understand the idea of servanthood mm-hmm. and we don't understand the idea of, of serving man to serve God. Mm-hmm. Cause even the idea, like, because I don't agree with you, because I'm offended with you, I'm I'm just going to rebel against mm-hmm. you. Consider that scripturally, hmm. right? Consider that. Now, yes, you if it comes within your faith, come back against it. But can, First Peter, we didn't even really talk about this, but First Peter two thirteen to fifteen says, "For the Lord's sake." Nobody's going to like this scripture, but <laughs> I'm going to read it anyways because it's, it it's crazy. Yeah. For the Lord's sake, submit to all human authority, whether the king as head of state or the officials he has appointed. Wow. For the king has sent them to punish those who do wrong and to honor those who do right. It is God's will. Hmm. It is God's will wow. that your honorable lives should silence those ignorant people who make foolish accusations against wow. you. For you are free, yet you are God's slaves. Wow. So you don't use your freedom as an excuse to do evil. Respect everyone and love the family of believers. Fear God and respect the king. Wow. This At this time, when, when this was written, the king was killing believers. And not he was just killing people, not just and he by said, lethal respect the king, not just lethal injection, like, yeah, terrible, like yeah. the deaths, executions, and, and, yeah, yes, executions being tossed in, mm-hmm. like, you know, an arena with lions being ripped apart, mm-hmm. torn in two, sawed in half. It was no joke, like, crazy. So, for him to say, respect the king, why wow. would he say that? But it is God's will that your honorable lives should silence those ignorant people who make foolish accusations against you. So that shows like there is a a higher reason. Mm -hmm. My faith says there's a higher reason why I do what I do, right? That there's a a greater reason to it. Yeah, I think, um, you know, there's a clip that we'll play right here. Um, I love what he says. Um, you know, Francis Chan is someone that I, you know, when I came to faith is someone that I, I consumed content, but I just recently saw this and I thought it was so good and so timely Mm -hmm. saying that we value our own thoughts way too much Mm -hmm. when God actually says his thoughts aren't, aren't the same as ours. Uh, but we get so offended when people come against our own beliefs, but it's so ironic. I think that we've really, like I said before, that we've become so inclusive that we've compromised truth and we no longer are looking for what God says, but we're looking for the temperature of culture and what it has to say rather than going to the source Mm -hmm. that we've really compromised truth for people's feelings and and how we feel when we shouldn't one trust our heart or lean on our own understanding and not trusting our own thoughts because his ways are higher than our ways. As far as the earth is from the heavens. Yeah. It's so, it's such an interesting thought that when we, people see this, they disagree with it or it's offensive Mm -hmm. to them Mm -hmm. rather than it being a mirror and judging the attitudes of our hearts, we reject it and then 
put something in there saying, oh, this was actually a different translation and what he meant by this and explaining away something that's convicting Mm -hmm. uh, to us. It's it's really interesting. And that's where we are at as a society right now currently. And it's not just in the society, but it's in the church. Oh, yeah, of course. It's in the church. um, There's a season in my life where um, I I worked with someone who is a, a habitual liar. And I remember going to work every day and just being just like feeling unsafe, like literally because I approached that person just lie after lie. Right. Mm -hmm. And I remember saying, God, why would you why would you put me here? He said, this is my will. Be faithful in it. Mm -hmm. And and because I remember thinking, like, why would the church? The church, you know, and this this is a pastor. Yeah. Also. Yeah. So I was like, why wow. would that why would that happen in the church? And I believe it's it's a couple reasons. You know, mm. obviously it's the day and age we live in, it's sin, it's brokenness, it's all that. Yeah. But but it's a couple of things. Number one, it's it's an obedience issue. Hmm. So Matthew 24, uh, Jesus is talking about the end of the world, right? Yeah. And I'm going to cover this quick, but Jesus is talking about the end of the world. And he's saying, he says this in Matthew 24, 10, when the end of the world comes and then many will be offended. And when he says the word many there in, in Greek, it literally means the majority. Wow. So in the end of, end of the world, the majority be, will be offended. Hmm. That might look like today a little <laughs> bit. The majority will be offended. And then it, it gives all, he, he almost gives us a progress. They will betray one another and they will hate one another. That basically when they choose to be offended, they will then betray each other and then they will hate each other, right? Mm-hmm. But, but it says this in verse 12, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Wow. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow grow cold. And lawlessness literally means not being submitted to the authority of God Hmm. and the thought process being contrary to God. And I think that's so interesting for church today is that we have an obedience issue. Yeah. We, we, we struggle with saying, you know, I'm, I'm being obedient to God right? My, my thoughts are lesser. Like mm-hmm. you said, my thoughts are lesser yeah. and your ways are, are greater. And then the love of many will grow cold. Um, that's the idea of, of, um, you know, have you heard, ever heard that, uh, story where like, how do you boil a frog? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But like you like put them in the water and then you turn up the town. It's like the opposite. You're going to offend PETA. You might want to be yeah, careful. That's true. <laughs> um, how do you boil broccoli? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and that basically it's like it's like that in reverse that it grows yeah. cold because you're a lawless way of thinking yeah. and even scripture when it talks about like Absalom and Amnon mm-hmm. you know that mm-hmm. it said that Absalom hated his brother Amnon because mm-hmm. he had no feelings towards him so mm-hmm. scripture almost describes hatred as I just don't even have feelings towards you like wow. like that my love has just grown cold towards mm-hmm. you is is I have a hate for you and scripture also says that if you hate someone you're a murderer right that's wow. besides the point it's an obedience issue mm-hmm. do I believe that what God says is true number two mm-hmm. it's a heart issue hmm. it's a heart issue right yeah. the forgive and forgive yep but if I forget of all the sin that I've been forgiven of yeah wow and you offend me, mm-hmm. what am I making about? Wow. Me. Mm-hmm. My pride gets in the way yeah. of forgiveness, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, there's a, you know, when, when we talk about uh, mistreatment, it's not that, like, I've heard it said when I've, when I've actually said this to someone, uh, you know, I was revealing it as a revelation of my own, like, wow, this really set me free that, you know, I don't need to make a prison out of my own offense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have the choice to be offended. And I remember saying this, and ironically, the person, when I when I said this, they were offended um, and had a big issue with me. But I had, like, that was not my intent, like, at all. Like, if you know me, if I offend you, if I know that I offended you, like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, leaned uh, almost to a weakness when it comes to people pleasing. So it was not even my intent to, to do that. I just was speaking truth. And uh, I remember them saying like, well, I'm not just to pick up my, you know, bootstraps type of person and, and suck it up. That's not the message that we're trying to say, but it is to say that, you know, we don't want you to sit yep. in your, in your feelings and your, yes, your, your emotions are real, but you know, absolute truth will set you free. And we're, we don't live dictated uh, by our emotions or feelings. There's a story in the Bible 
that I love. Like this one's really interesting and it's really helped me. I was listening to a podcast actually, mm-hmm. and, and this verse is what they talked about and it stuck out. And it was mm-hmm. this man named Shammai curses King David as he's being exiled from his own king kingdom uh, by his son that already Mm -hmm. like adding insult to injury, your own son exiling you from your own kingdom. And Mm -hmm. there's this man that comes along and begins to curse him. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to read that here and put in perspective the people in your life that have tossed accusations at you, that have lied about you, that have said terrible things about you. Put in perspective the authority that this king has and the ability to crush him like this. Mm -hmm. But what's his response? Uh, In verse 5 in 2 Samuel uh, uh, 16. Uh, it says, when King David came to Baharim, uh, there came out a man of the family of the house of Saul, whose name was Shammai, the son of Gera. And as he came, he cursed continually uh, and he threw stones at David. This was not just sticks and stones can hurt me. It's literal stones. Mm. And at all the servants of King David and all the people and all the mighty men uh, were on his right side and on his left. And Shammai said, as he cursed, get out, get out, you man of blood, you worthless man. Mm. The Lord has avenged on you all the blood of the house of Saul in whose place you have reigned. And the Lord has given the kingdom into the hand of your son, Absalom see your evil is on you for you are a man of blood then Abishai the son of Zariah said to the king uh, why should this dead dog curse my lord the king let me go over and take off his head but the king said what have I to do with you you son of Zariah if he is cursing because the lord has said to him curse David who then shall say why have you done so And David said to Abishai and to all his servants, Behold, my own son seeks my life. How much more now may this Benjamite leave him alone and let him curse? For the Lord has told him to. Mm. It may be that the Lord will look on the wrong done to me and that the Lord will repay me with good for his cursing today. So David and his men went on the road while Shammai went along on the hillside opposite him and cursed. And he went and threw stones at him and flung dust. Hmm. Wow. Wow. What an interesting literal stones Mm -hmm. thrown at him, Mm -hmm. adding insult to injury, curses the whole way. Not just like on Twitter or Instagram or a mention or a subtweet, literal direct to your face. Confrontation, not Minnesota nice hurling Mm -hmm. insults and physical stones. And what was David's response? What an interesting thing that judgment is God's and, and this man could even be sent by God. Mm -hmm. And so I'll take the discipline of my God and not look to bring judgment, uh, myself, but let God deal with them as he will. What an interesting thought, even though he had all authority and ability to crush this man at his own hand. Mm-hmm. What an interesting thing. And, and what would yeah. that look like? And what would that be if we had that same attitude in our own lives today? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe that might take the Holy Spirit to not reply in some of the comments uh, yeah. of a people of a uh, opposite political party. I know that's really uh, taking an effect for me. I mean, yeah. I got to pray before I get on Instagram nowadays. Like, right. If- and even like uh, Romans twelve nine, you know, it says, Never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. Yeah, for it is wow. written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the mm-hmm. Lord. Right? So so what is David doing? He's saying, my, my, my job isn't to avenge. No. So you cause offense on me. I'm not going to be offended and then offend you. Mm-hmm. My job is just to trust the Lord that he'll avenge. Mm-hmm. Right? He'll deal with it. And, and that's, again, putting your faith before your feelings, mm-hmm. saying, God, God will take care of it. And, oh, yeah. and that is a part of that heart issue. I think another part of the heart issue is realizing, you know, Ephesians 4.32, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Mm-hmm. So, so when you realize, hey, this is how much Christ God has forgiven me, mm-hmm. it's easy for me to forgive you, right? Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and, you know, a lot of people, they don't realize, like, forgiveness, when it comes to offense, is a one-way street. Mm-hmm. Like, I owe you forgiveness. Yeah. I owe you forgiveness. Owe, you. owe it to you. Wow. Why do I owe it to you? Hmm. Because I've been forgiven. Wow. I owe you forgiveness. So it, are, if you apologize to me, is that good? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if I need an apology from you to forgive you of an offense, that is a transaction. Hmm. 
That is a transaction of saying, well, I need you to, that's the only reason I'm going to forgive you. Well, have you even forgiven that person, right? Mm -hmm. Reconciliation is a two-way street, right? Reconciling is the restoring of the relationship. And you might say, well, you don't know what they did to me. Yeah. And I'd say, you don't know what they did to Jesus. Wow. And and realizing what they did to Jesus because of your offense towards God (laughs) makes you say, well, that... That person did say that thing about me, but I've I've been forgiven of so much that that's I'm willing so to just let that go. <laughs> wow, that is that's a gut wrenching thing. You know, when I we're gonna talk about a verse in the Bible in Matthew eighteen twenty one through thirty five. It's called the unforgiving debtor. Um, as I'm reading that, you know, I think that what you just said too. It says in the Bible that God opposes the proud. Mm-hmm. Gives you- I think a lot. There's a lot of pride. Um, yeah. And in culture and within the church that we forget uh, the humility of what the cross was, not mm-hmm. just for our savior dragged yeah. naked through the streets, but that it was actually because of me that he had to do that. Yeah. How I'm yeah. like bring you to a place of humility and taking yeah. you off your high horse and your position and your authority that you mm-hmm. have been placed here, like been prompted up by men mm-hmm. and like, let that be a place of humility where you look at and the, the cross and not with shame, mm-hmm. but realizing like, <laughs> I don't deserve this. Yeah. There was someone who paid it forward. And because of that, yeah. I do the same, just like the drive through yeah. difference. You always hear on 98.5 KTIS, <laughs> Uh, the one, you know, I always, I always heard, man, someone you paid for my, no, yeah, I grew yeah. up on it all the time, man, <laughs> listen, because my mom would have it on there. Um, but I just remember that like, man, paying it forward and, you know, yeah. someone paid for me, man, I'm going to go pay for the person behind me. Like, cause yeah. why not? I was yeah, already going to pay in the first yeah. place. I don't think we extend that same grace either because we're ignorant, 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 <laughs> ignorant to the fact ignorant, yeah. of, uh, of how much grace has yeah. been given towards us, or we just refuse to um, accept that or realize that. And yeah. we are like this unforgiving debtor that you're going to read about. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, even on that point, before we jump into that story, like um, if at any point Christ would have said, well, I, my spirituality, I'm so spiritual. I don't deserve this. I've been in ministry for this number of years. I, I was here before the creation of the world. I don't deserve this because of you. Hmm we would not be here today. <laughs> wow. We would not be forgiven. We would not if he like took offense. Like if he had taken any offense and said and had any kind of pride within him, right? Oh, yeah. And pride is is root of sin. He, yeah. If he had any kind of pride, we wouldn't be here today. No. And even uh, Proverbs you were talking about, maybe Proverbs six, sixteen and nineteen, it says there are six things that the Lord hates seven that are an abomination to him. Well, what do you think those are, right? We're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, it's the big sins, right? Yeah. It's the, it's the murder. It's the adultery. Mm-hmm. It's the theft, you know, it's, it's the, uh, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's a big sins, right? This is what it says in verse 17, haughty eyes, a lying tongue and hands that shed innocent blood. There's murder, wow. a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that makes haste to run to evil. So those are the six. Now here's the seventh. A false witness who breathes out lies and one who sows discord among brothers. Wow. There are six things the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him, and the seventh is sowing discord among brothers. Is causing offense among brothers. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So we generally think, oh, you know, the biggest, the biggest sin is is murder and adultery. Adultery's not even on there, right? It's wow. not even there. It's it's the person who sows discord among brothers. Isn't that crazy? Wow. That's, um, that's insane. And even so the wicked servant, right? We're talking about that in Matthew 18. Uh, and, and we can, uh, for the sake of time, just sort of skim through this, but talk through it as well. Uh, Matthew 18 verses um, 21 to 35 is, is where we're at. And it's talking about this servant, right? And he says, therefore, the kingdom of God may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. Hmm. Now, as I was researching this, 10,000 talents, right, was equivalent to 75 pounds. Wow. And, and, and so essentially the, the servant or sorry, not 75, but 750,000 pounds of in weight of what he owed. Right. Cause wow. a talent was like, um, it was a weight. It wasn't mm-hmm. like money necessarily like a 
currency. It was a weight, yeah. right? So he owed him 750,000 pounds, right? Mm-hmm. And gold is like $1,200 an ounce. Yeah. So if you take those and you multiply those together, this servant owed the king $14.5 billion <laughs> in today's perspective. Oh, my right? goodness. That he sounds unpayable. Us. Yeah, for real. Like, that's unpayable, right? Yeah. That's what he owed him. And let's see what the king does. And um, I lost my place. And since he could not pay his master or oh, no. Oh, yeah. So he ordered him to be sold with his wife and children, all those things. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, have patience with me and I will pay you everything. Verse 27. And out of pity for him, the master went out. He found uh, no. And I pity for him. The master of the ser- that servant released him and forgave him the debt. He forgave him a fourteen point five billion dollars of debt. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's crazy. But what happens next is even crazier, right? Mm-hmm. But when that same servant who was forgiven of that much, he went out. He found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, and seizing him, he began to choke him, saying. Pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me and I will pay you. He refused and went and put him in prison until he should pay the debt. Wow. Essentially, he was saying, and now a denarii is like a hundred days wage. Mm-hmm. So if he it's like a third of his salary essentially. Mm-hmm. So if he if he made like sixty thousand, let's say, he this guy other guy owed him twenty thousand dollars. He was forgiven a $14.5 billion worth of debt, and he's taking this other man, and he's saying, you owe me $20,000, i am going to throw you in jail, and I'm going to not forgive you because wow. of the offense you've caused towards me, right? Wow. And, and, and Jesus says this. He, he finishes out, and he says this in verse uh, 32. Because basically, um, after that, the, the master finds out. He finds that he's not been forgiven. Then the mas- his master summoned him and said to him, you wicked servant. You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. And should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. Wow. In verse 35, he said, So also my heavenly father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. Wow. It says in... um. In, in another translation, that his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. Wow. And he said, this is the case for everyone who holds unforgiveness towards a brother, is, is torture, mm-hmm. is, is saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw you back in jail. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a hard word. It is. <laughs> it's a hard word, but, you know, let's not block it out because it offends us. Yeah. Like what, what in our life like needs to be corrected when mm-hmm. we read that? Is there something that came across your mind when you were just reading that? Or is there like something in you that's, it, it, it's been, it's almost feels like there's a bit of discomfort when you hear that because mm-hmm. there's almost, it's applicable <laughs> to yeah. you. Yeah. I would say don't like push down that conscience uh, because that's the Holy Spirit. Uh, don't let it become shame, but let it push you to humility where you mm-hmm. recognize That's how right. forgiven you are. That's don't, right. don't develop a calloused heart and push away conscience. I think that's the thing in Ephesians 4.32. It says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. I don't think we're tenderhearted. I think we've lost that. I think there's mm-hmm. been a, a callus that's developed. Uh, we've lost yeah, the tender heart right. for people because we've that's forgotten right. or are unaware of how yep. forgiven we are yep. like that debtor, the 14 billion. Yeah. I don't think we understand that. And ultimately, what did the master do? What is the Lord going to do to us? But he's going to say, I don't know you. You're going to have to pay your debt because you refuse to pay someone else. Wow. Wow. Isn't that crazy? And I think mm-hmm. even, you know, just to sort of bring it all together, because this is relevant for all of our lives yep. in every season, your spouse, your family, your pastor, we're mm-hmm. like everyone, offense is going to happen. It's impossible that it wouldn't, right? So what do you do? Yeah. You forgive that person. But Matthew 18, 15 says this on offense. If your brother sins against you, causes offense towards you, Go and tell him tell him his fault between you and him alone. Mm-hmm. If he listens to you, you have gained a, your brother, right? So, yeah. so literally, Scripture's outlining us for us. You have offense. What do you do? 
I forgive that brother and I go to him mm-hmm. between you and him alone. Right. Mm-hmm. Usually we like to go to about five other people before we go to that yeah. person. And that's, that's sin. Cause that's gossip. That's sowing discord. Right. Yeah. And, and go between you and him alone. So the one, one to one, right. That's what I do first. If he listens to you, you have gained a brother. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It's a win then that that offense helped you. Second one. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. So, okay, we go to each other. The offense doesn't, you know, we, we can't resolve this. We bring someone else to mediate. Mm-hmm. Third being, if he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. So Matthew 18 basically outlines, hey, you go to that person and then you bring a mediator and then you bring the church into it. Mm-hmm. And at that point, if you guys haven't worked through the offense, grace might have not penetrated your heart. (laughs) Forgiveness might not have gotten to you because you're still in this offense. And so it outlines an easy way. I have a problem with you. You cause an offense towards me Mm. or something. What do I do? I go to you, you and me alone. That doesn't work. I bring a meteor, all this kind of stuff. And so uh, just scripture talks about it again and again Mm -hmm. is offense in this world. You will be offended. There will be offense that happens and we need to learn to forgive and and work through these things. And even like a practical thing um, like that is, is, is understanding like, wow, there is a, there is a man named Stephen, uh, you know, laid the offense against the people and, and was preaching the gospel and was preaching the good news of Christ and ended up being stoned for it. And mm-hmm. uh, as he looked at the people, he, he forgave them and asked, you know, God that he wouldn't hold uh, these, these things, this deed against them, that wouldn't hold offense against them and forgave, forgave them. And you yeah. know who was in that crowd? Paul, uh, formerly known as Saul, Paul mm-hmm. the Apostle, one wow. of the greatest missionaries uh, that we all read about and wrote a majority of scripture was in the crowd uh, you know, okaying this execution of this man named Stephen. And, you know, it's a, it's a direct parallel, but I, but I think it, it was Stephen saying, you know, I'm going to participate uh, with Christ. You know, I'm, I'm doing this because, you know, my Savior did it once for me, mm-hmm. and I get to part. What a beautiful thing that I get to yeah. participate with Christ. And, you yeah. know, yeah, we can't earn it. But yeah. it's cool that we get to do the same, and it's almost yeah. an opportunity uh, that when someone is, uh, you know, causing offense against you or harms you, that you get to be like your savior. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I used to, I had a mentor of mine that I would show up to his games and I'd wear his jersey or I'd wear his jersey number. I remember how proud I was to wear that because mm-hmm. I'm like, this is like, this is my my guy I look up to. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think we get to wear that jersey and emulate our savior when we do so. When he, yeah. when he hung on a cross in Luke 23, 34, and it says, and Jesus said, Father, forgive them. As they're mocking him, spitting on him, the incredible pain that he must mm-hmm. have been enduring and feeling. Uh, I can't even I can't even begin to imagine that. I stub my toe and I want to cuss. Mm-hmm. He says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they cast lots to divide his garments. I think this mm-hmm. was a, you know, what an opportunity that Stephen and, and we get the opportunity to participate mm-hmm. uh, with Christ when we get to uh, not repay evil with evil, but forgive our, our, our debtors yeah. and, you know, pray for our enemies. The reward is to participate with Christ. Yeah. And, and ultimately, Matthew five sixteen the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. It's been a recurring theme of what we talked about today that, um, I don't forgive you for you. I forgive you because I've been forgiven. Exactly. Right. It, it's this ever flowing thing. I've been mm-hmm. forgiven. So I forgive you. There's these, uh, two seas in Israel, right? Dead Sea and Sea of Galilee. Mm-hmm. Jordan River flows to both of them, right? Mm-hmm. And the Jordan River, it flows to the Sea of Galilee and then it flows out to other seas. And so it's healthy. Mm-hmm. It's vibrant. The Dead Sea, the Jordan River flows to it, but nothing flows out of the Dead Sea. Yeah. And what is this, the Dead Sea? It's dead, mm-hmm. right? And, and so people can tell when, when grace, love, forgiveness is flowing into you and flowing out to others. And ultimately you are an ambassador of Christ wow. when you live in that. You mm-hmm. are you are an ambassador of him. And even I was reading this story today, um, and, and I'm a butcher because I'm not completely familiar <laughs> with it. Uh, but this uh, guy he over he oversees it's the South African uh, satanic church. 
And uh, basically, he's practiced in it, I think, for like 20, 30 years, right? And and completely against Christianity, all this kind of stuff. And until the re- he, he eventually gave it all, dissolved his membership, re- you know, recanted it and said he's going to give his life to Christ. Wow. The reason he did that is because there was, there was four people that actually loved him hmm. as Christ followers. He did some radio show talking about how Jesus wasn't real, this, that, and the other. And he said, afterwards, I, I left, and this woman just came, and she gave me the biggest hug. Hmm. And that was it. And he said, I, I looked later, wow. and I found out she's a Christian. Hmm. And I was like, why would a Christian hug me? And he ultimately said it was the love of Christ through people wow. that changed him. Hmm. They could have taken up offense. You yeah. don't believe what I believe, right? Yeah, I'm going to strike you down. Yeah. Hmm. But but they didn't. They chose love. They chose to say, there is a higher will of God in this, and I'm going to seek that will of God. Yeah. And that's to show you love, to forgive mm-hmm. you, to not be offended towards you. I'm not going to let, you know, offend it. It's a, it's a trap. Yeah. It causes you to not see that person as mm-hmm. they are. It causes you to not see the soul that needs to be saved. It causes you to not see the will of God in that situation. Yeah, I mean, a closing thought. I, um, my brother... Uh, my younger brother was growing up. He was always closest to like my nieces and nephews. My my older siblings are a lot older, and so the 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 age gap wasn't that you know much. I mean, I was an uncle, I think, in fifth grade, and so I remember. But my youngest brother, he uh, was really close to them, and so he was technically the elder and and was supposed to be the mature one. And in the times where we play games and stuff, and not come down to their level when they would be joking around or like you know poking and prodding and he'd always be the one that would just get so upset or like you know or in the games and and they'd be super competitive and they would get hurt or or, you know or feelings would be hurt and I remember thinking I'm like 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 why are you stooping down to their level like you're supposed to be the bigger person you ever heard Uh of that you're supposed to be uh the bigger person I think that because the like scripture says that we are to be transformed by the renewing of our mind I don't think that there's been much transformation and I think we associate too much with the world Mm. uh that we don't take on maturity and when people uh, hurl insults at us it's not that I see something greater or Mm -hmm. I don't see them in their sin I see myself and how Christ because yeah. of his kindness, it led me to repentance. Yeah, How many of you in your life need to show that love to someone and your sphere of influence? Mm-hmm. Christ says that we'll be identified, uh, that we're his by yeah. our love. Yeah. Um, I think in a world that's so divisive and is preaching you know, division and is making money off of it, yeah. what if Christians acted like they're supposed to mm. and, and were ambassadors, ambassadors of Christ, extended yeah. grace, and preached love? What Amen. would happen? That's right. Uh, we love you guys. Uh, we pray that this blessed you. This is episode 20. We've already got 20 of these done. Pretty crazy. Uh, and what a <laughs> number 20, a really deep subject, and we mm. could go on and on on this. Oh, yeah. But I challenge you guys to look up those verses we talked about. Look up those stories, the unforgiving debtor in Matthew, and really what is God trying to speak to you through that? And what are the names that come in your mind uh, that could be future projects? Or, or if you're watching right now, uh, know that Christ loves you. And I'm sorry if you have not had that represented, rep- represented, uh, <laughs> represented to you. I want you to know if, if you're listening to this and you not necessarily believe mm-hmm. just because you don't believe doesn't mean there's a loving God that, yeah. that didn't die for you. He died yeah, for you regardless right. if you would ever choose him or not, that the, right. the free gift of grace has always been there and it's not by behavior Amen. or merit, Amen. but it's free. Yeah. And with that as Christians, mm-hmm. that should move us That's right. uh, to want to reach people and love people that don't deserve it because we didn't in the first place. Amen. We love you guys. We're praying for you. Thanks for uh, listening. Send in questions at Pastor Alex at Bethelsrock.org for future topics for us to discuss. We will see you uh, next week.